It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Red Sox podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jake Devereaux, joined as usual by my co-host, Matt Collins. We're here to bring you the best Red Sox coverage on the internet Monday through Friday, and we want to be part of your daily routine. So make sure you subscribe to our show on Himalaya, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. This is your September 4th edition of the show, and on today's podcast, we are going to be talking about the the close game that the Red Sox ended up dropping today to the Twins. Um, but before we do that, I want to just remind you guys, the NFL starts on Thursday this week, the regular season. Um, that means Crossover Wednesday is going to be back for the entire NFL season. So you're going to get a special episode Wednesday as hosts from Posing Sides meet up to preview the excitement of the games that are happening that week. Find your favorite team wherever you get your podcasts and be sure not to miss this NFL listener's favorite segment. All right, Matt, so the the Sox end up dropping this one 6-5 to the Minnesota Twins. um, Started off real ugly with Rick Porcello kind of getting lit up for six earned runs. Um, That Sano ball was about as crazy a home run as I've seen at Fenway in a little while. You just don't see many people hit hit a home run. I don't think I've ever seen. I mean, I probably have seen somebody hit a ball there, but I can't remember somebody hit a ball that was outrageous yeah I mean the only guy who came to mind was I feel like I've seen Ortiz hit a ball out that way before um but yeah I mean you just almost never see it I mean that thing was an absolute crush job and it's weird because like we've seen home runs this year that have gone farther than that one but for whatever reason just the way that Fenway plays and like the way that the wind goes and all that stuff in Fenway you just don't usually see home runs that long. No, and I mean, long home runs, general, just in general, don't usually go to center field. I don't feel like. Just anecdotally, when I think of like the long home runs, they're pulled to the power alleys. Usually, I mean, you don't see straight away. I mean, obviously, to hit a home run anywhere, straight away center has to go a long way. But it's not really like the moon shots that you really think of. Those usually pulled. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that speaks to just the sheer size and strength of Miguel Sano, the way that he can connect with the baseball. Um, In this one, I think Rick Porcello was bad in all the ways that he's been bad when he's off this year, Um, walking a couple guys, giving up a couple long balls, um, you know, allowing a bunch of hits. It was kind of the complete package of tough night for Rick Porcello. Not much you can say about that performance. He is terrible. I mean, there's no way around it. He was just awful when they needed him not to be. Um, I think he had, he, nothing was going where he wanted to go. Um, his, I haven't looked at his own ball yet, but I just in my mind, everything is either right in the center of the zone or way off the plate. Um, it was just awful. And I mean, part of this is on Alex Cora. He should, Porcello shouldn't have been in the game for the fifth. And he certainly should not have ended the game after he gave up that leadoff home run to uh, Cruz, Nelson Cruz, in that inning. Um, yeah, it was it was just so clear they didn't have it. They have 
45 pitchers in their bullpen. You, you gotta, like, they're obviously in desperation mode right now. You gotta win these games. And you saw that happen. The bullpen was phenomenal after you left. The offense didn't do anything the first half of the game, but they picked it up and they almost came back. But I mean, six runs was just too much. And it's just, it's obviously mostly on Porcello for being terrible. But, uh, I mean, Alex Cora is gonna take some of the blame there too, I think. Would you make the quick hook on Josh Taylor? Was that in your mind due to the wildness, or was that because he felt the game was out of hand and he didn't want Josh Taylor pitching in it? It was kind of a weird move to go from one lefty to the other. I think Josh Taylor is super tired that they're realizing it. Um, He just hasn't been himself his last few outings. Um, Alex Beer tweeted over the weekend of one of his outings um, against the Angels that he had pitched in the most games in all of baseball since he had been called up, which I didn't realize. Um, I knew he'd been used a lot, but I didn't know he'd been used that much. He just, he hasn't really been the same. Same goes for Brian Johnson looked gassed um, when he came out. I mean, they combined for to get out of the inning, to get three outs without allowing a run, which is great. But yeah, I mean, I think that Cora turned on desperation mode at that point, realized that Taylor probably wasn't the guy to finish off the inning. Um, I just wish he would have wanted that a little bit earlier. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of an indictment on Cora, too. you got to know that shit heading into the game. You know, why even get him up in the first place? Yeah, I don't remember the exact situation who was up. It might have just been one lefty that he wanted to get. Uh, he had him. hit Arez, I believe. No. He hit Crone. Crone, yeah, that was it. Was he was. He came in to face Jake Cave, who's a lefty. That was the first battery phase. And then he hit Crone. Crone is Crone yeah, is the righty. It was an immediate pull. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm guessing they probably didn't want him in for very long, anyways. I mean, he got Cave on one pitch, so I guess they figured they let it ride. But then as soon as he hit Crone, I mean, that's just my guess. Yeah. It's an interesting choice. I would have definitely understood the move a little bit more if they had gone with the righty right after it, but... Well, Brian know. Johnson's sort of a... I mean, he's not a righty, but he's not really like a... You, you use Brian Johnson to get anybody. Yeah. Not that he's like that. Not that he can get anybody. Not like he's that guy, but like he's not really a specialist in any way. Well, I mean, I, I think the the part that we should talk about before we get to the offense and, and, and take our break here, but... um. Is, is just that bullpen again. Um, Darwin's and Hernandez was spectacular tonight. I thought that Workman was, again, pitching just with insane confidence out of his mind. Um, Workman, I just can't get over how good he's been. It's blowing my mind. Yeah, you're right. I didn't even think. I thought he was, like, the third most impressive. Not that he wasn't great, but, uh, I mean, Hernandez and Kashner are kind of blowing me away right now, more so than Workman. Might just be a stylistic thing, but uh, yeah, I just I mean, love the 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 deception that that fastball creates that Workman has when he's working off that curveball. It just guys cannot deal with his ninety four miles an hour. Yeah, I mean it's a really it's a really interesting pitch mix. I'm still not totally convinced it's gonna work next year, but uh, for now, I mean it's just been amazing. I don't know, man. He's been doing this for so long. The fact that he's leading the majors in, you know, batting average against, too, that's pretty incredible. I worry about a guy who 
has almost six walks for nine innings and has only given up one home run, 60 innings in 2019. I just worry about regression, though. Yeah, I don't think that's wrong. Um, all right, we're going to take a quick break here. We're going to give you a word from our sponsor. When we come back, we're going to hit on the rest of the game and close out our thoughts on this one. Postmates. Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service all year round. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use the code Locked On. This Locked On podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right. Welcome back for segment two. So this was a bullpen game for the Twins, um, one that I was hoping the Red Sox offense would take advantage of today. Um, Red Sox offense, though, didn't really do a whole lot against these guys. Devers had the three-run shot. Benintendi had the home run late. Um, but by and large, it was kind of kind of a tough night for a lot of the Red Sox regulars. Mookie Betts, J.D. Martinez, Xander Bogarts. Um, those guys didn't really have an answer for what was going on tonight. I mean, it was not an explosion. They scored five runs. It wasn't, like, total domination. They It would have been nice for them to get off to a better start and kind of give a little support while Porcello was imploding and kind of make it a little more of a game early instead of having to dig out of that deep hole. But, I mean, once the fourth inning pulled around, I thought they did pretty well. I mean, they gave themselves a lot of chances late in the game and they didn't come through. I mean, Denver's had a chance in the ninth to at least tie it with the runner in scoring position struck out, but I mean, it wasn't, I don't know that it was a terrible game by any means. It was just, it was fine. I thought there was a few too many strikeouts tonight for for the offense against this unit. I mean, the the bullpen, some of the guys in the bullpen are decent for, for the Twins, but I mean, by and large... The bullpen's really good. But like, Thorpe, come on, like, Thorpe's got a 509 ERA. You gotta be able to hit Thorpe a little bit more. They scored three runs off him in three innings. But that was done just with one hit. That was Devers, you know? That yes. was does it matter how it's done? Well, I think I think it does matter because what you're looking for is, you know, when you're trying to get back into the game against a pitcher who isn't good, you're looking to kind of string together hits, get a rally going. And I think that, you know, just just one guy hitting a three run dinger doesn't exactly say that you've been having success against that player. It- well, they have two hits and two walks and three and a third. I mean, that's not, like, that's not getting dominated. I don't know. I feel like they did fine against Thorpe. Hmm. I don't know. 
I I, I guess uh, we disagree on how the offense looked tonight, but you know, that's. I think. I mean, I don't think they're great or anything. I think it's weird to focus, honestly, on anything other than Porcello as a negative in this game. Like, it begins and ends with Porcello. That was the game. Well, we got to fill 15 minutes, Matt. <laughs> well, I mean, that's fair. But, I mean, I think the rest of it was mostly positive. I mean, yeah, the offense did strike out a lot, but it's 2019, deep strike out. Um, Devers had the whole run. Benintendi had a big home run against a lefty. He's been killing it against lefties. Um, I think the bottom of the lineup as a whole was pretty good. Everybody got on base at least once. Uh, a bunch of guys got on base multiple times. Um, I think J.D. Martinez was the only guy who did get on base in this game. I mean, it was it was fine. All right. Well, let's close by talking uh, talking about two things here. I want to get your thoughts on the Marco Hernandez pinch running for Brock Holt. Did you think that that was due to Marco Hernandez being the better runner in that situation or Marco Hernandez uh, being a better defensive player in case they tied the game? Better runner. If it was defense, it would have just one in defensively. Sure. I just wasn't sure if you thought that like he was going to make that move anyway if they tied the game, so may as well get him in here at this point. No, I mean, I don't think there's any question. <clears throat> Not that Holt's like a bad runner, but Hernandez is quietly pretty fast. Gorky Hernandez, pinch hitting for Jackie Bradley Jr. in Alex Cora, giving a little gamesmanship there, letting them think that Sam Travis was about to come into the game. What'd you make of that? I didn't even notice that. <laughs> um, really? I yeah, I did not notice that. I guess I wasn't paying attention. I was writing my recap. Yeah, they of. they didn't announce Travis, but he had a bat and a helmet, so it looked like he was about to go pinch hit for Jackie, and then they threw in Gorky's. Uh, seemingly because Gorky is, is the the better the better bunter there, and you know he was able to get it done even though that was kind of a stiff bunt. Yeah, I don't generally like the idea of using a pitch hitter bunt, but I guess I don't really know these guys well enough. If you don't think Jackie Bradley could bunt, then I guess you have to do it. But I mean, going back to what you're saying with Hernandez, if it does go into extras, you're losing that defense, and then the lineup if the lineup ends up coming back around to you lose that left-handed bat, the better bat, but if you don't think Jackie Bradley can do it, you have to make that move, obviously. Yeah. Overall, though, this is a missed opportunity for the Red Sox, one that I was really hoping they would be able to pull out because they would have been uh, just four and a half games back the wild card spot if they had won this game, but, you know, luckily, um, because other teams lost, it doesn't actually, you know, set them set them much further back. They just don't have the opportunity to gain now, so... They'll be looking to do better, and uh, they gotta win the next, next two. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you gotta win. You gotta win like every series. Yeah, I mean, going into this thing, I think we were talking about this. They really need to take two out of three from the Twins, like you just said, and they need to take three out of four from the Yankees. Yeah, I. Yeah, I, they have to win. They have to win nineteen games this month, um, which gave them seven losses to play with, and they just used one of them. So. They get six more lot That would get them to uh, 93 wins, which I or 92 wins, which I think is the minimum they're going to need. Yeah, could be could be one of those years where you need 95 to get in too. So. Yeah, I mean definitely you got to you would also need some help from the other teams. But when I because I figured this out when I was doing my September preview, they were the uh, the wild card teams were on pace for 93, so mm-hmm. I figured 92 seemed like a good low point. 
All right. Well, that does it for our show. I'm going to hope that they bounce back tomorrow. Red Sox obviously need it. If you like the show, please go on, rate and review us, and follow us on Twitter. You can follow the Locked On Red Sox account at LO underscore Red Sox. You can follow Matt at Matt R.Y. Collins. You can follow me at at Jake. You can check us out there, ask us questions, and you can also urge other Red Sox fans to subscribe to the show. We always appreciate that. And fans of the league as a whole, tune into Locked On MLB to get an overview of what's happening in the league in just 15 minutes, especially during the playoffs. He's going to be doing that as well. So thank you very much, and we'll be with you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 